0: Hi, this is Jerry Britt, and you're listening to Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again. I'm Pastor Tim with Word of Hope Christian Church in New Braunfels, Texas, and this is your Sunday sermon. It is Sunday, January 22nd. We're continuing with our sermon series called Rooted, Growing Deep, and Living Strong. Two weeks ago, we began with the first key aspect of being rooted, and that was planting. And we saw how the right soil is super important for the seed to have the chance to grow to its full potential. Now, last week, we talked about growth and how it is God who brings the growth and how we can all play a part in that process. Today, I'll be talking about the third important part of growth, and that is pruning. So let's talk about it. You know, it's hard to imagine for a plant to lose part of itself. But as a gardener, I can see the bigger picture. And I know that the part that I just cut off had to go in order for the plant to continue to grow in the way it's supposed to. Now pruning is defined as to trim a tree, shrub, or bush by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. A natural part of an organic relationship with God is the process of pruning. Just as a plant is healthier after pruning and has revitalized growth, so a Christian experiences growth when unhealthy areas of their lives are trimmed or thinned. Though this can be painful in the moment, the outcome is divine and it's beautiful. So to frame our time today, I'm going to be drawing from Jesus' words found in John chapter 15, verses 1-5. to Open up your Bible or Bible app to John 15, 1 through 5, and follow along as I read. I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener, Jesus said. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. That's a really familiar passage I think for many of us, but we're gonna break that apart today and talk about this third aspect of growth called pruning. Now a grapevine is a very prolific plant. A single vine bears many, many grapes. In Hampton Court, England, there's a grapevine that is reported to be the oldest living vine. It was planted in 1768 and is 254 years old. This grapevine has one root, which is about 13 feet round, and some of the branches are over 120 feet long. Now, despite its age, the vine still produces approximately 600 bunches, which is about 485 to 705 pounds of grapes each year. Now, although some of the branches are 120 feet from the main root, they still bear the sweet and delicious fruit because they are connected to the vine. Each branch is connected directly to the stem and draws nourishment from it. In the Old Testament, grapes symbolized Israel's fruitfulness in doing God's work on earth. The prophets had written of Israel as God's vine, carefully planted and cared for. But the vine was a disappointment because it yielded only rotten fruit, that is, Israel refused to give God love and obedience. Take a look back at verses one and two that I just read with you. There are two really important things that stand out. First, Jesus makes it clear that he is the vine, the true fulfillment of God's plan for his people. And second, the one who is responsible for cultivating the growth in the lives of people is God. Let's unpack that. God is the divine gardener, the cultivator of the vine and the branches. The fruitful branches are true believers who, by their living union with Christ, produce much fruit. But this union can be broken. The Lord cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit. Those who become unproductive, those who turn back from following Christ after making a superficial commitment, will be separated from the vine. It's also important to note that fruit is not limited to soul winning here in John 15. Answered prayer, joy, and love are also mentioned as fruit, john fifteen seven, john 15 11 and 12. and also a passage i'm sure you're familiar with galatians 5 22 and 23 along with second peter 1 verses 5 through 8 show additional fruit is described there it helps to explain the qualities of christian character in contrast in verse 2 jesus said he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so they will produce even more fruit now successful gardeners know that pruning cutting back the branches increases fruit bearing. Each spring, fine dressers cut back each vine to its root stock to enhance its fruitfulness. Sincere believers, the fruitful branches, will be pruned, meaning that God must sometimes discipline us to strengthen our character and faith. These two points are incredibly important to keep in mind as we talk about pruning. It's crucial to remember who is behind it all and that God, the divine gardener, has the bigger picture in mind. The Apostle Paul also wrote in Romans 8, 28, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So what does it mean to be pruned? Take a look at verses three and four. Think back to the definition of pruning that I shared with you moments ago. It said, to trim a tree, shrub, or bush by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. One of the main jobs of a gardener is to remove dead, fruitless, and or broken limbs from a plant. Often a plant will be hindered by a dead portion of its branches that gets in the way. And sometimes a plant will waste energy and nutrients to help branches that don't produce any fruit. In these verses, Jesus' illustration shifts to a different level. He's talking about spiritual pruning, or in other words, the taking away of the contamination of sin. Verse 3 indicates that the disciples had already been pruned because they had accepted the Lord's message. They were ready for greater fruitfulness, but not so with Judas, the betrayer. He was not clean, therefore he was one of those branches that had been cut off. Like Judas in our lives, we often have areas that are hindrances to us. It may be sin that needs to be removed, or it may be a discipline in our lives that we need to accept. It might be even something good in our life that's distracting us from something great. The divine gardener will prune these things that we might have to have a better opportunity to grow. Then in verse four, Jesus says that the disciples are to remain in him. That's also a message for us today. It means to make a constant, moment-by-moment decision to follow Christ. And we can't be passive with this, folks. As believers, we're not supposed to just sit and remain until we die, instead, we've got to be active. We have a job to do. If the earthly gardener is interested in fruitfulness and healthy growth, just imagine how much more so the divine gardener and cultivator of the entire cosmos is interested in the same thing. So that begs the question that when talking about pruning, can less actually be more? The pruning that God does in our lives is not because he's angry with us or wants to punish us. Actually, it's quite the opposite. According to Hebrews, there is a race that's been marked out for us, which results in a heavenly prize. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. The first step of preparation to run a race requires that the racers strip off every weight that might slow them down. Christians should be spiritually trim, if you will, and able to run the race unencumbered. These weights might not necessarily be sinful acts, but could be things that hold us back, such as use of time, some forms of entertainment, or certain relationships. But it is especially important to strip off the sin that so easily trips us up. Sins such as greed, pride, arrogance, lust, gossip, dishonesty, and stealing can cause believers to drift off spiritual course. So these need to be pruned away so they can run with endurance the race that God has set before them. So in order to run this race, we'll have to remove those things that will disqualify or hinder us from reaching the finish line. That's not an easy or a comfortable process, but in the end, the things that are removed that are not healthy for us, we find something more from life that could not have been found without that pruning. Now take a look at verse five. Verse five says, yes, I'm the vine, you are the branches, Jesus speaking. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you cannot do anything. A Christian is someone whose strength comes by living in connection to Jesus Christ. In other words, if we as the branches continue to remain in him, the vine, then we'll produce a lot of fruit. But what kind of fruit are we talking about here? This fruit might be new converts to Christ, or in Galatians 5, and 23, it speaks of nine fruits or products of the Spirit that should be a part of our lives. These verses read, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Think for a moment about the fruits listed here in this passage. These are areas that most every believer has some desire to grow in. The only way these fruits are able to grow day to day in our lives is for us to remain connected to Jesus through full surrender and unwavering faithfulness. Evangelist Jack Taylor was alone in his hotel room in Houston, Texas, after a Southern Baptist convention meeting. He felt exhausted in ministry. He cried out to God in prayer, Lord, if I've seen everything you have for me in my ministry, then take my life and let me die. The prayer was followed by silence. Taylor went to sleep. The next morning taylor woke up hearing god's voice in his heart he felt the lord was saying to him jack i have answered your prayer and i'm going to let you die to yourself i have seen your ministry now i want you to see what i can do amen to that jesus emphasis beloved is for you to remain connected to the vine and remember what jesus said apart from him you can do nothing The Christian life is a process that we enter into when the seed of the gospel is planted and we open up our lives to God. Spiritual growth does not and cannot happen by accident. It takes intentional effort, fierce determination, and the unquenchable grace of God. It is true that God loves us just as we are, but it is equally true that he doesn't want us to stay that way. God is the divine gardener who has our spiritual growth as his ultimate goal. He'll use anything in our lives to shape us into the people he wants us to be. If there's something in our lives that's unhealthy for us, God will wanna prune it. If there is something in our lives that is good, but not the best, God will wanna prune it. We've gotta make a conscious decision to welcome God's pruning in our lives. I know that's a difficult concept to grasp, but it's true. We should trust that God knows what he's doing. And even though the process of pruning can be painful, it will also be fruitful In the hands of the divine gardener so let's get real with this will you join Jesus today in actively seeking out areas of your lives that he would like to effectively change are there specific areas of your life that could use some pruning to allow healthy growth to happen are there some areas that need to be completely lopped off for the sake of future growth are there areas in the past that you now recognize God pruned away in order for healthy new growth to occur. That said, let me close today with this prayer. I'm gonna pray it in first person for me, but I hope it can be for you too. God, my deepest desire is to grow in my relationship with you. Lord, search my heart and know my mind and remove the things that will cause me harm. May your divine work in my life Cause me to be an even more faithful follower of you. And may my roots grow deep into your love and give me a solid foundation for my life. In Jesus' name I pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for another encouraging message from God's Word. To find out more about our ministry, look us up on the web at www.whccnb.org. Word of Hope Christian Church. Real people. A real God. Real hope.